1: sin nuestro
0: shedding of blood violence it fills our culture even the murder of our precious babies it fills our culture rage bitterness selfishness it fills our culture where did it begin Well, the first man who died, Abel, was murdered by his older brother, Cain. It was an argument about religion. Religion has always been the source of great mayhem and violence and wickedness. The same is true today. Brother murdering brother, father, murdering daughter. Violence, anger, rage. In Genesis, the third chapter, we find the beginning of all of this. And it begins with a lie that the devil, that great serpent, that great dragon told Eve. He told her that she could eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and she would become a god. He told her that she could eat that and not die. He lied to her. Just as today many false prophets and false pastors tell you that you can sin and you will not surely die that the grace of jesus covers you it is a lie now even as it was a lie then sin always brings death and cannot be covered up by some imagined grace There is only one way to escape the penalty of murder, and that is to die. Now, we've been offered a way to die, we've been offered a way to give up our life. It's called a new birth where we give up the old way of life and we enter into a new way of life. And because Jesus died on Calvary, that precious blood washes away our sin, but in the process, it takes our life. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, in Genesis, the third chapter, now they hide from God. He comes in the cool of the day to walk with them, to fellowship with them. But they hide from him because they are afraid, because they are naked. Nakedness is the result of all sin. When you sin against God or you sin against another person, you become naked. Now, great promises were given of a deliverance that was to come, and we know that that deliverance came on what is called Calvary. But let's look carefully now at this first murder. In Genesis, the fourth chapter, Adam and Eve knew each other and produced a son. That son was Cain. She thought that Cain was the promised Messiah. No, Cain was to be a son of the devil. Then Abel was born. Surely Abel will be a precious son to her. They actually grew up, they were adults, or at least Cain was married. Who was he married to? A sister. And they began to spread out in the earth. But now let's look at this passage. In the fourth chapter, now, Abel kept flocks, and Cain worked the soil. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the first fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. But Abel brought fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. Now, I don't know why God accepted one offering and not the other, because when the children of Israel went out into the desert and the temple or the tabernacle was established, they did bring the offerings, not only meat but grain. They brought other kinds of offerings before the Lord as friendship offerings, and they were received by God. But there was something going on between Cain's heart and God's heart. Now, let me be very straight and plain with you. Murder always flows out of a wicked heart. Murder always flows out of a wicked heart. He came with a wicked heart. He was at odds with something that God had told him. Cain wanted to do it his way the Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering but on Cain and his offering he did not look with favor in other words the fire came down from heaven and consumed the offering of Abel but not that of Cain Cain was rejected and he was angry he was bitterly angry he was shamed and the lord said to cain why are you angry why is your face downcast if you do what is right will you not be accepted but if you do not do what is right sin is crouching at your door sin is crouching at your door it desires to have you but you must master it i want to talk about this for a moment last night i was sitting with dear friends and we were talking about the gospel of jesus as we talked together I just had a more and more clear inner sense and understanding of my own rebellious heart. I began to see that on almost every opportunity I have chosen to reach out for the next opportunity, the next advancement, the next success story. I saw that, yes, I wanted to do something worthwhile for God. And yes, I wanted to do something worthwhile for people. But I also know that in the inner part of my heart, there is that way of Cain, wanting for myself, the way of Adam and Eve, wanting for myself, What I desire. And when I don't attain what I desire, I have many times become very angry. And I have said, All right, I'll go with this another way. But I am going to win, I am going to succeed. And it's that pulsating, It's that throbbing in a man or woman's heart that says, I deserve to win. I deserve to have what I desire. I deserve it. I'm entitled to it. Of course, all of that is a prelude to murder jesus said if you become angry with your brother you've already murdered him if you become angry with your wife or your husband you've already murdered them and you are in the eyes of god a murderer which of us has not felt the sting of murder which of us has not felt the sting of death in our soul as we have honestly looked at how we speak about another person. It's so easy to speak about someone in a, a pleasant but derogatory way. It's so easy to speak about a person that is not present in a way that makes us superior to them that we are looking down upon their dumbness or their stupidity or we're looking down on on how foolish they are and how wise we are oh we don't say that but we frame it in such a way that we are the smart ones some people are always happy to talk about themselves and their children they're always happy to talk about their successes what they've obtained all of that is the spirit of Cain when I look at this man Cain the Lord asked him the question why are you why are you angry why is your face downcast if you do what is right will you not be accepted but if you do not do what is right sin is crouching at your door it desires to have you but you must master it so the picture of sin here is something virulent something alive something that purposely comes after you And the door that opens the way for that sin to come after you is pride. Arrogance. Speaking about another person in a derogatory manner. Now, some of you have been upset with me because I spoke in a derogatory manner about some pastors who are leading pastors in America. We need to draw carefully whether we are speaking about a person who is influencing the people of god in a very negative sinful way jesus dealt with the pharisees he dealt with those who were blocking the way into the kingdom of god and if you have a pastor who is teaching the gospel Of the non gospel, the sinning Christian, teaching prosperity, like Creflo Dollar or others that I could name, then we in the church have to address this with kindness, but we have to address it because they are leading God's people astray. They are of the spirit of Cain, they are not of the spirit of Jesus. we have to deal honestly with what is the spirit of a man or a woman. And how are we going to deal with that? No, we don't want to murder them. No, we don't want to be angry with them. But yes, we have to deal honestly with Cain. What Cain did was sin, and the scripture addresses it as such. And the Lord addresses it when he says, if you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you. You must master it. And so I, on one hand, recognize that Jesus is addressing, and I'm going to turn to it very quickly, in the book of Matthew, in the book of Matthew, he addresses this question. Let me read it for you. It's the end of the Sermon on the Mount. Okay, here we are Matthew. Seventh chapter, verse 15. Watch out for false prophets. They come in to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. This is speaking about pastors. By their fruit you will recognize them. And then he says in verse 21 not everyone who says to me Lord Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven but only he who does the will of my father who is in heaven many will say to me on that day Lord Lord did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles then I will tell them plainly I never knew you away from me you evil doers so let's be straight let's be honest All of us have been evildoers. But we've been called to stop walking in darkness and stop walking in evil and to walk clean before God. And then we have to be aware and let the Holy Spirit search our hearts to see if there is any way in which we are walking as Cain was walking but we also are going to have to be very honest with other people and and tell them the full truth of the gospel, that the only way to escape death is to die to ourself. And when someone comes along and says, no, you don't need to die. You just need to live a wonderful life and prosper. So use the gospel of Jesus to prosper your life and you know what the principles of scripture can be used to gain great wealth but that's not what we were called to now a man may have or a woman may have great wealth and that's not condemned in the scripture it's how we use it that brings us into judgment But what I'm trying to say to you today is that on one hand, we each have to examine our own hearts and see if there is any pulsating, throbbing desire to have our own way. We have to be straightforward about that. And I suspect that every one of you listening to this broadcast have some sense in your heart of desiring to have your own way. And when you don't get it, you may become angry. On the other hand, many of us have been confronted by the Holy Spirit regarding this spirit of Cain, this way of Cain. And he's told us, look, sin is crouching at your door and you have to master it. So please, as I come as a pastor to teach day by day on this radio, on one hand, I'm going to constantly call you to conquer by the blood of Jesus the wickedness that may bubble up in your heart. And I'm going to model that in my own life. I'm going to talk about it when something happens, when I begin to recognize the residue in my heart I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to confess it before Jesus. I'm going to ask him to utterly remove it from my heart because I don't want it anymore. I don't want to participate in the murder of anybody ever again in bitterness and anger. I want Jesus. I want the fullness of the Holy Spirit And praise God, He's bringing me through that. We look at Cain and we can't just write him off and say, Well, Cain didn't conquer the sin, and so he's lost, he's gone. Have you? Have you conquered? Are you walking in victory today in Jesus, celebrating his goodness and his wondrous love for you? Are you washed clean by the blood of the lamb? You know, this battle between Cain and Abel is still going on today. Cain attacked his brother. He said, come on, let's, let's take a walk. I want to talk. Well, instead of talking, Cain became so enraged with Abel that Cain attacked his brother and he killed him. And the Lord then speaks to Cain Where's your brother Abel? I don't know, he replied. Am I my brother's keeper? Well, yes, Cain, you are your brother's keeper. And you do know. You're lying. Lord didn't say that he just said what have you done what have you done listen your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground now you're under a curse you're driven from the ground which opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand When you work the ground, it will no longer yield its crop for you. You will be a restless wanderer on the earth. Now, please hear. Abel was a shepherd. He took care of sheep. But Cain was a gardener. And God is now saying to him, you can no longer be a gardener. The land will no longer respond to you. Because you soaked the land with your brother's blood. And now we find that Cain is going to have to live out what his inner heart is. Cain could till the ground and hide what his heart was. But now God has taken away that which he can hide in, and now Cain is left as a wanderer on the earth. It reveals the truth of his heart. How do I say this to you? I meet many people who call themselves Christians who are wanderers. They wander here and there. They they go wherever they please and they do basically whatever they please. They have a hard time making a commitment. They have a hard time just saying, okay, okay, Lord, what what do you want? Where do you want me to go and what do you want me to do? And that's exactly what I'll do. And of course, that is what a Christian does. They say, Lord, where would you have me go and what would you have me do and I'm on my way in some cases the Lord will say at some stage of your life look I just want you to wait upon me I don't want you to go anywhere I don't want you to do anything you're in time (laughs) out I'm in that time out time in my life where the Lord wants me to rest read the scriptures, pray, minister to the few he brings to me. But right now in my life, it's a time of deep scripture and prayer. I barely could sleep last night. I was awake probably six or seven times in the hours of the night, and I would, I would take time to pray. He does that sometimes. Sometimes. Right now, my assignment is to pray and to read the scriptures, to get ready for what he's going to call me to next. There are a few people who have decided to wait with me and to cry out to the Lord with me, and I'm very grateful for those precious believers. I am greatly encouraged by their love and their support But in the midst of all of that, I have great sorrow in my heart over the times in the past when I've been unwilling to wait and I have rushed out to do what I want to do. And the Lord has had to discipline me severely. It is a privilege to wait upon the Lord. It is a great joy in my heart to wait upon the Lord. Abel was willing to wait upon the Lord. Cain was unwilling to wait upon the Lord. Cain wanted it his way now like his mama Eve. He didn't want to wait on God. He didn't want to trust the word of God to his heart. He was on his way to accomplish what he wanted to accomplish. And on this morning, he had to accomplish meeting the requirements of God, the basic requirements of God. Bring an offering. Okay, I'll bring an offering, and then I'm out of here. There was no worship in Cain's heart except for Cain himself. Cain worshipped Cain. So now... The Lord tells him he's going to be a restless wanderer on the earth. But Cain doesn't want to be a wanderer on the earth. He goes out to live in the land of Nod. And Nod means always beginning again, never succeeding, always always starting over. Some of you, I suspect today, feel like Cain. You've started and you've started and you've started and you've never been able to succeed. It's starting over. And then he's east of Eden. So you have a place of wandering and you have a place of new beginnings. What's interesting to me is in verse 17, Cain lay with his wife and she became pregnant and gave birth to Enoch. Cain was then building a city. So Cain says, no, I'm not going to be a wanderer in the earth. If I can't grow a garden, if I can't raise my crops... I'm going to create a city. Now, who were the people in the city? Other wanders? Remember, population can explode very quickly. We don't know how many years this process took. Please don't imagine that what I've shared with you this morning happened in a few minutes. There are years involved in this. And Cain's life developed into building a city a precursor to the city of Babylon, a city of rebellion against the Most High God, a wicked city. Cain became a businessman, not a man of the soil. Now I look at this story of Cain, and then I come To 1 John, the fourth chapter. 1 John, the third chapter. And I'll begin reading with verse 11. This is 1 John, the third chapter, beginning with verse 11. For this is the message you heard from the beginning we should love one another. Do not be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one and murdered his brother. and you know that no murder has eternal life residing in him. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. This is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in His presence. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and He knows everything. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from Him anything we ask because we keep His commands and do what pleases Him. And this is His command to believe in the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as He's commanded us. The one who keeps God's commands lives in him and he in them and this is how we know that he lives in us we know it by the spirit he gives to us Cain had a spirit and every one of us is very familiar with that spirit of Cain it's a spirit that rises up in bitterness and anger in hatred it's a spirit that rises up to destroy others it's a spirit that rises up in our soul with ambition and selfish desire it's a a spirit It's it's a way of going after the tree of the knowledge of good and evil it's a way of saying I'm God and I'll make my own choices and my own decisions. Oh, I'll be religious. I'll bring the sacrifice required before God and I'll offer it on the altar. And I'm sure many times after the murder, Cain brought sacrifices to the Lord God of heaven. Those sacrifices were not acceptable before God. the sacrifice that is acceptable before God is the broken and bloodied body of the atonement lamb, Jesus Christ. When Jesus comes and lays his life down, the Father receives that atoning sacrifice and a way is made for us to die and to be born again and to live a new life some of you today are living a cane life you're still going to church you're still giving tithes and offerings but you've never died to yourself You've never laid your life down. And so it's still the Cain spirit dressed up in religion. And you want everything to be happy. You want everything to be comfortable while you pursue the dreams and desires of your own heart. You do not desire to pursue the work of Jesus Christ in the earth. Some of you have never brought one person to Jesus. You've never shared the gospel of Jesus in such a manner that a person was convicted because you've never spent time in the prayer closet crying out to God that he would use you, that he would flow through you, that the spirit of Cain would be utterly destroyed in your spirit and in your soul and in your actions, and the spirit of Christ would come and dwell in you. This is what the Father is looking for, men and women who will worship him in spirit and in truth, who will walk with integrity before God. The spirit of Cain causes us to be wanderers never allowing us to settle and say okay I'm done with sin I'm finished with wickedness I am going to serve the living God of heaven I'm going to put away my selfish pride I'm going to put away my fleshly desires it doesn't matter if anyone approves of me it doesn't matter if anybody accepts me except Jesus Christ, and the Father, and the Holy Spirit. They are the ones I desire to please, the Lord God of heaven. He is the one I desire to please. So I come today asking, do you still have the spirit of Cain in your heart? Are there people you have not forgiven that you still hold murderous rage, judgment, or accusation against? One person said to me, I can't forgive that person until they apologize to me. That's not what Jesus said. Jesus said, forgive him. Forgive her. Let it go. By the power of the blood, don't hold grudges. Don't keep records of wrong. Release it into the hand of Jesus and do exactly what he tells you to do. So, does the spirit of Cain dwell in you? Spirit of Cain is marked with Religiosity, bitterness, anger, murder, lying, and wandering, never settling. Do you have the spirit of Cain? do you still feel in yourself and are you ashamed of that throbbing ambition and seeking your own way I have by the blood of Jesus totally put that away from my heart and my life and now my only desire is to please him to walk with him to be filled completely with His Holy Spirit. Is that yours? Is that the Spirit of Jesus that dwells in you? Let's pray. Almighty God, my Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, even as we forgive those who have trespassed against you. O Lord, deliver us from evil. Deliver us from evil. Deliver us, O God, from this this Cain spirit. Mighty God of Heaven, deliver us from this Cain Spirit from this impossible demonic presence that sweeps in and and takes captive Lord would you come in great power and deliver your people Lord lead us not into the perosmus the parasmus, the the place of piercing that the devil wants to put us in, and Lord, deliver us from the toil and the pain of the evil one. Oh Lord, I come today asking that your will would be done in the heart and life of each person listening to this broadcast today, even as your will is done in heaven. Lord, would you cause a total destruction in our hearts of all that is of Satan, that all he has planted in us, all of the shame that we've carried all of the attempts to cover our own nakedness. Lord, would you remove all of those things today by your mighty power. And Lord, I pray that we would surrender to you and that your will would be done in our hearts, that the spirit of Cain would be utterly cast out once and for all, that we would die fully and completely and be born again in the glory of jesus lord i pray for the listeners today lord i just stand by faith that you are doing this work in their hearts that you are turning them to holiness that you are making them righteous that you are forgiving their sins that you are restoring What the devil has stolen from them. Lord, I come today seeking your mercy. Lord, I come seeking your grace and your power. Lord, some who are listening today are double-minded. One day they say, yes, I'm going to serve you, Jesus. And then the next day, they're back caught in their sin. Lord, would you come and meet them today? And would you open the word to their hearts and call them out of darkness into your light? Lord, I pray this for these precious men and women in the name of Jesus, amen. You really do have to make a decision. Do you want the spirit of Cain to dwell in your heart, the wolf spirit, the lying spirit? Do you want this bitter spirit to dwell in you Or do you want the spirit of our Lord Jesus to dwell in you? Are you willing to walk with Jesus? Are you willing to give everything you are into the hand of Jesus? Are you willing? I'll be praying for you I take much time and pray for each person who I know of. I pray for many of you by name, like Brother Tom, Sister Leslie, and many others. I pray especially for some of the pastors I know that listen to this broadcast. Some involved in ministry. I want the spirit of Cain to be totally removed from your heart. And I want you to walk in Jesus. Well you've been listening to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Pastor Ray Greenley from the National Prayer Chapel. I'd love to hear from you. Would you write? And would you contribute as Jesus calls you to contribute? This is a faith ministry. We walk by faith. Every month that bill comes and we walk up by faith, and I trust Jesus. If you'd like to contribute, write to me at the National Prayer Chapel, <clears throat> pardon me, National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. National Prayer Chapel Post Office Box 2346 Woodbridge, Virginia 22195 Now you can also go online All of the past messages are there Uh, Go to nationalprayerchapel.com That's nationalprayerchapel.com I also want to invite you to come If the heart cry for you is to go deeper with Jesus. And you've been wandering. Some of you don't go anywhere. You sit and watch the television or the internet. If you would like to experience a place of integrity, a place of serious concern for Jesus, it's not a traditional church. We're a house church. If you'd like to come because you're serious about Jesus and you want more, and you need a place where you can share and fellowship and grow in Jesus, then I invite you to come to the National Prayer Chapel. Right now, we are in a place of resting, of prayer, of reading the scriptures. Of getting ready for revival in Washington. You're welcome to be a part of that. If you'll call, let me give you the number, jot it down. It's 703 489 1785. Again, that number is 703 489 1785. If I don't answer, please leave a message. I'll get back to you. I'm inviting you to come if the Holy Spirit is inviting you to come. Now tomorrow I'm going to have a special interview with Pastor Jim Kerwin. He is a missionary pastor. He has some incredible things to share together with you. God bless you, my brother, my sister. I'll talk to you soon.
1: Before the presence of His glory With great joy With great joy Now unto Him who is able To keep you from falling And to present you blameless. Before the presence of His glory With great joy